It's a good show. Hi, I'm Ray Don Chong, and you're listening to Radio 8 Ball with Andras Jones. We're Radio 8 Ball, give us a shake. Here in the studio, tempting fate. Here in the studio, putting questions to the songs that we will randomly select with our friend. Synchronicity. It's Radio 8 Ball, give us a share. Welcome back to Radio 8 Ball, the show where we answer questions by picking songs at random and interpreting those randomly chosen songs as the answers to the questions, like picking musical tarot cards. I'm your host, Andras Jones, and here we are at Starburns Industries in Burbank, California, on a hot August night with Britta Phillips. Yay! Yay! (laughs) Yay! Yay! (laughs) And now we have, we're going to do a, I I love it, we're going to have a two-part episode we have the return, in part one, the return of Caitlin Wolfberg. Hi, everybody. Yay. We love having you on Thank the you. show. You were on our Wild Honey show. You were all over our Joni Mitchell show. Oh, the Joni show. Oh, it's definitely <laughs> one for the ages. Yeah, it goes down in, in, a, in the storybook for me. Yeah, it was <laughs> a good story. The wild show. Yeah. Um, and I like to, I'm, I'm glad that you've made peace with, uh, with the bar here. Yeah, I they, got nervous about that for a second. But you, that's when you got to come to a show where Dino's the guest because he has the authority to get us all into the bar there, and so no one gets, no one gets bummed. I love Dino; he's a nice guy. He's the best. Yeah. He's the best. And uh, speaking of speaking of the best, I feel like you brought uh, you brought someone who you have fond feelings for. I brought a friend. You brought a friend. <laughs> who are we? Who are you with here? I'm with Gordon Lyle Bash. Gordon Bash. Gordon Ooh. Bash. Hello, hello. And you will be part two of this. Uh, can I say uh, our couples episode? Oh, okay. Our, uh, sure. Of the... Oh yeah, because Dean and Britta. Yeah. Yeah, they're gonna, Dean's going to be joining us at the at, uh, after the two on of the, you, and the, the and the two of you are. <laughs> I, I, I hate to. Yeah, a, we're a couple. A thing. You're we're a thing. We're, we're an item. So we're more than friends. So uh, and, but uh, let's let's focus on you for this first one. Yeah, Caitlin. Now uh, I saw you just this last weekend performing at the IPO festival with Chris Price. Correct. At the Roger at the the sort of jellyfish right. Roger Joseph Manning Jr. Extravaganza. Extravaganza. Yeah. And it was so great. To, it's always great to see you playing music. And you. you were doing some out there stuff with uh, Chris. Yeah. He had you playing some... <laughs> what? <laughs> well, there's like... There's a, there's a song he likes. Uh, it, it comes from his influence of um, Scott Walker. 
Oh. And right. so it's like a Penderecki style string thing happening in the Scott Walker thing, and trying to reproduce that with the string quartet is um, an in- interesting endeavor. Yeah, he's playing this beautiful melodic song, yeah. and then the, 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 those strings. strings are just not playing anywhere near any notes yeah, that we're he's not playing. To not be, at all. Uh, yeah. And it, I, I have to say, like, it, it was perfect. It was just the short you liked it. intro. I don't. I don't think I was supposed to like it. Yeah, I was. It was to be more. Unnerving. I guess it was compare. Uh, one of the complaints that people who are in the scene of the IPO scene that I know yeah. is that it's just a little bit too like, oh, we love the beat. You know, sort of. I don't know. Middle-aged white guys ripping off the Beatles is sort of the, the IPO. You mean? Yeah. Oh, okay. the international pop overthrow thing. No, no. Yeah. And so I feel like something <laughs> like that is Chris saying, "I'm going to do something that is, that's going to be more demanding. That you, yeah. ha- you know, that if if I'm going to be rip- if I'm going to be making a reference, it's not going to be the most obvious reference. Right. So it was, it was just a nice, smart way to start that and to come in and feel like. Okay, this is not your normal. We can we can all sing three part harmonies kind of set. Yeah, this was there was no harmony. It was you know and it and was you, dissonance. It was yeah, it was this beautiful, <laughs> sweet, dark dissonance, and it lasted yeah. just long enough, and okay. it set up the the set, and and of course. I got to see, you know, it's always, whenever you're on the bill, I was, I'm always, I'm always confident the strings are going to be great. Oh, you're sweet. Thank you. What do you have, what do you have coming up and that you can let us know about? Wait, you've worked, you've worked with Britta or with Dean? Or? Yes. Yeah. Um, well, we both play on Dean's new album, which is coming out October 26th. It's called Dean Wareham versus Cheval Sombre. And it's, um. Who's Cheval Sombre? He's a friend of ours, Chris Propora. And um, so it's it's he and Dean trade um, lead vocals on it, and it's covers of Western themed songs. Western like Western movies, Hopalong Cassidy and that mm, kind of thing, or well, I mean this the song. Did you play? On, you played on more than one, or was it just? I can't remember. <laughs> I thought it was just one. I think it was just, okay. I think it was so, one. Um, this I was just listening to it last night. Caitlin played it on. Um, uh, Grand Canyon, which is obviously not like a Western song, you know, it's um, by Stephen Merritt. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's you know, but there's Grand Canyon. So I'm right. saying it's it's not like Western themes. So themes of the West. There's a Marty Robbins song, and there's you know, Wandering Star, which was in a movie. I can't remember. Uh, James Coburn sang it in the movie. So mm. yeah, so anyway. yeah, cool. Space Western. Nice. And this is coming out. It's my favorite genre. <laughs> this has not come out. It's going to come out. Yeah. October 26th. And do you I remember what song it. you played on? What was the song? You played yeah, on Grand, Grand Canyon. Canyon. Grand Canyon, yeah. yeah. And you did these great cut like layers of sort of. Yeah. Some dissonance. Some, yeah, some, some noise. Yeah. But really like. Oh, yeah. Where you just feel like your heart's coming out of your chest listening to it. It's great. It's, it's funny because the way uh, you can't, people can't see it, but the way that you were pulling at your chest, it, it, it almost felt more like a, a Sundance kind of theme. Like it was more like you're, it was more like you're, it was pulling at your, I don't know, your pectoral muscles, yeah, or oh. something. Not your, <laughs> your suspenders. That's yeah. like a weird comedy Sundance. Like, yeah. boing, boing, boing. Oh. sorry. So yes, yeah, so the Grand so Grand Canyon was the song that you played on, and the right. name of the record again is Dean, Dean Wareham versus, versus Cheval Sombra. Cool. Well, I'm looking Sombra. forward to hearing it. 
Me too. Well, let's. Why don't we? Uh, why don't we dig into your question for the pop oracle? And this will oh. make your third time asking a question. The first time. Second. Did what? I ask a question to Joni? I don't think I, feel I did. Like he didn't ask a question. I just sang a song. Oh, you did. You sang I a song. Did. You didn't, and you participated in a lot of the conversations. I but wanted you... to butt in on a lot of that conversation. Yeah. <laughs> when you got your chance, you definitely gave as good as you got, or so, vice yeah. versa. For Joni. Yeah. No, it was it was necessary. I yeah. I, I really encourage people to listen to that episode. It I'm captured. First of all, the music was amazing. The music was phenomenal. Across the board, everyone was playing great. And then it just, you know, it really... It went downhill. It captured (laughs) something of Joni's energy. And as I've said on the show before, I hope that someday, if she hasn't already, that she will listen to it and think, Whoa, that's... That was a shit show. Well, you edited out a lot of the drama. (laughs) Well, I I tried to leave just enough, so you kind of got a sense of what it was like without having to have actually been there. I'm really intrigued now. Yeah. Are you doing special features with all the extra stuff you cut out? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I put a little bit of extra stuff at the end of one of the... I I, I don't want to... Basically, there there was a a couple people that had a little bit of a difficult time, and uh, one in particular. and, and And I think, again, I feel like... The art when we do a tribute show, the spirit of that artist is definitely in the room. And we did a the, the Harry Nilsson tribute oh show. Boy. It was we got into <laughs> a lot of father and son stuff, also because his sons were on the show. Oh, wow. But because he really resonates with that father and son, so it was really we just went in really deeply into that. And when we did the Tom Petty show, obviously we're just all very much in mourning for Tom and feeling, yeah. you know, just appreciation for each other as musicians a lot of us who had played in bands together and with Joni I you know again I I'm not I would leave it to Caitlin yeah, she's more of she's more of a, a Joni aficionado but I feel like we got into some of the energy it definitely captured a lot of the energy of the conversations that I've had around Joni Mitchell my whole life which is a mix of like oh my god this is amazing and this is uncomfortable and I don't quite know what's going on but it's so good. A lot of people struggle with a, a woman as as uh, highly accomplished as she is. Yeah, I don't know if it's the accomplishment that it makes it complicated. I think it's more like her artistry. She's she doesn't she's not she's not easy. Like there's a lot of accomplished people who make it easy. Like she doesn't make it easy. Like like. Uh, Name a, a woman who who you don't have an issue with, oh, <laughs> who is as accomplished as Joni. Oh, Maybe Hillary. <laughs> no. Uh, oh, I was thinking of oh. accomplished musicians. I was yeah, thinking. okay. Uh, I don't. I would. I don't, I don't know if Joni Mitchell would want to be compared to Hillary Clinton. Maybe she would. But I don't know. I'm just saying, as a, a woman in in power and as able and uh, being treated like. I don't know. Let's move on. No, 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 no. It's just good. But I, 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 do you feel like we treated Joni Mitchell with dis, with respect or disrespect on the show? I, I took issue with a couple, a couple little things, like when you said Yoni. <laughs> that really <laughs> bugged me, and it still bugs me. And I'm really? sorry. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, wordplay is part of our game here. Come on, man. <laughs> you did. You, you should have heard. We were just talking with Dino about his balls for like an hour and a half. Oh, great. <laughs> so. We, you know, we're we're a sex positive thing, and we do not, and the, and that was, you know, it's just talking about, like I believe we were talking about it, the Yonic goddess quality of, you know, her as a, you know, a great woman and in all in all of her accomplishments, but again, an artist who is engaging every aspect as the as 
as uh, Walt Whitman said, the form complete. Mm -hmm. it, you know that it's there's you don't leave any part out of the picture, um, but not to go in close up on anything either. Uh, but point taken. I yeah. can I could totally see you weren't the only person who was who you know who took me to task over things that happened on that show, okay. and you're not going to be the last show. person who's yeah. going to take me to task about this kind of stuff. I mean, these yeah. are the conversations we need to have. No, sure. Yeah. yeah. So um, anyway, I just I just find it real personal when talking about her for some reason. I, I get just, it. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, all in good fun. I only I I only hope that when someone asks me. Are there any accomplished women, like super accomplished women, that you don't have any problems with? I'll say, well, I'm friends with Caitlin Wolfberg. Good answer. <laughs> there you go. Nailed it. <laughs> so, that's the show. <laughs> so, Caitlin, what is your question for the oh. Pop Oracle? Oh, man, now i got to rethink my question. No, um, I was going to ask... Uh, in in music, um, music's taking this turn of like um, fake instruments and like um, digital uh, or like like a lot of synthesizer and doing away with the guitar and doing away with um, the the actual instruments like a like a real piano and stuff. And do you think does the Oracle um, say that real instruments are going to make a resurgence and that like playing real instruments is going to come back into style. <laughs> Wonderful. Yeah. Will real instruments come back into style? And now to engage the pop oracle, you get to spin... I get to spin the wheel. Yeah, the wheel <gasps> of eight. Hold on, hold on. Oh, <laughs> Let me play oh, the wait. theme song. Play the song. Oh, and sorry. That's it. And now, to engage the pop oracle, you, Caitlin Wolfberg, gets to sp get to spin the wheel of eight. Na, 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 na. We love eight. What is it? I think it's come up before six again. Song number four. Say goodnight. Four? So let's do it with the let's do it with the cards. Cards. Okay. So. Oh, I gotta wait. Yeah, this yeah. is. A... I I jumped the gun. Let's try this yeah. again. Right. So. <laughs> so now to engage the pop oracle, you, Caitlin Wolfberg, get to pick a card. Any card. Pick a card. Any card. Pick a card, uh, 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 any card. Song number seven. What is that? Do it last. Oh, oh what does it mean? I have all kinds of ideas. Oh, man. It's really fun to play on bass. Uh, oh, it's boy. hard for me to sing it and play it on bass, but I'll try. Because okay. two, three, four...
Do it last. Yes, that was the answer to Caitlin's question. Will <sighs> real instruments make a comeback? Why would you want fake instruments when you play bass like that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that sounded so good. So, uh, so Britta, tell us a little bit about the background of that song. Uh, that's, that's a compelling first line. Um, you can pin me up on your wall. Yeah, I don't. It's hard for me to. I can't ever explain my. Is that about, like, someone putting a picture of you up? Yeah. I don't know even... Yeah. But then it's sort of... I wanted to write this sort of uh, kind of a sexy, possessive song from a woman's, you know, because it's always like this sort of... I feel like women... Like men in rock songs can be possessive and in a sexy way, and, and and you know, like you run for your life if you can, little you know, like yeah. you're mine. <laughs> yeah, it, it's yeah. I wanted to kind of do that, like, and it's kind of funny. Like, uh, I don't care who did it first. I'm gonna do it last. That's I a just, great I, brag. I, just, I love it. I don't know. Yeah, that's. Uh, I don't know how to explain. That's great. I love that. No, that's, that's, <laughs> that's fantastic. Yeah. So what did you think about that, Caitlin, as far as the answer to your question? Well, there was a line in there. I mean, at first I was like, this is so great. This song is so great. And then I was like, oh, yeah, I'm supposed to be listening <laughs> for like the answer. But I heard that one line. It was like, um, this is the end. The past is the past. Mm-hmm. It's time to move on, or like, yeah. And I was like, oh no, <laughs> what? No, no. But I mean, I didn't. Th- that see, I took it a different way. I yeah. I saw it more like we're living in the we're living in the past that people who are 
playing real instruments in the future are going to be looking back on and saying, oh. oh, all that electricity and, like, this, we're living in the technological nightmare that eventually, like, eventually our resource, we may outlive our resources or vice versa, but eventually the resources are going, like, we're living off of are going to run out. And then it's back to wood on, you know, wood on wood or strings on wood or, Whoa. You know, it's 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 back to things that you can actually make and play that mm. you can't like you can't plug in and program. Well, um, this has nothing to do with the song part, but my stepson, who's nineteen, he's just like so into, um, just real musicians. Oh yeah, yeah, that's promising. And he he, I I had a cassette player because my I don't know I inherited this box so of cool. cassettes. He's like cassettes. He's like, this sounds so good. He's listening to like Lou Lou Reed live on cassette. He's like, it sounds so much better on cassette. So it for some, you know, leave it in the car for an afternoon. Like, get a good warp on that. Yeah, Yeah. it's really. But um, as far the um, when I recorded this song, I use a lot of. I mean, I'm recording a lot of it on my laptop, so there is. I take advantage of the fake stuff, but not all. I don't right. want it to be ever to be all. I use it when I need it. <laughs> and when you it's started like a, playing music, you didn't have that, right? No, no. I was really talking about like a like a radio, I guess. Like a like radio and like oh, yeah. like the modern thing that's happening uh, in the yeah. top in the top echelons, right? And like you think about the songwriting and the song quality, and then you think about. 50 years ago and it's just like a total 180 and you think is it ever going to go back or flip or come more around (laughs) I don't know but I think the top echelon is basically not not in the top 40 so to speak or or in the in the radio I think well you're talking you're talking about she's talking about the the commercial top echelon as opposed to the creative top echelon well that's right Right. Yeah. So, like, in, in there, even before, re, you know, recording itself is, like, a pretty new medium musically, you right. know, and, it, and it's interesting you were talking about possession, and, and this is a sexy, possessive song, and we do that to our own recordings in, in a way where the top echelon of getting paid for recorded music was, like, maybe 30, 40 years ago. Yeah, right. that's true. And, that's and we're, true. we're we're trying to get over that also. Yeah. And yet some and of think, the some of the artists in like Motown were paid nothing right. for some yeah. of the for highest those, quality for those recordings uh, when when uh, live maybe music. in actual reality it will come back to the actual publishing where we put it on a sheet of music and the guy reads it at the piano. And that's how that's how know, we make our money. <laughs> well, when going out and playing, yeah, yeah, yeah. and people buying tickets, so Hmm. Or, if, uh, or if the blockchain actually does take over and the money goes straight from the consumer straight to the artist mm-hmm. without all the me- oh, interim, yeah. interim, you know, money changing mm-hmm. of hands. Well, and now, before the apocalypse. So. I, and now I we're talking about if the, for, the forum of like the, the marketplace of music. But in, initially, I think what the question was about the instru- the instrumentation. And in that sense, and like the yeah, and the the top forty, and the and the lack of real instruments, yeah. Well, and I know, I mean, there's that. I remember this was like that. We went through that kind of in the eighties. There was that time where, where the synthesizers and the drum machines hit, and all of a sudden, if you didn't sound like synthesizers and drum machines, you weren't seen as professional. Yeah, and 
then there was a swing away from that and people turn you know now there's a use of those drum machines and synthesizers with more organic music but i feel like there's aesthetically the pendulum swing will happen but i think as we're saying no matter how far where however the pendulum swing swings most of the money will probably go to the record companies and the people who know how to work the pub- publishing game and not the mu- the you know the music makers are always going to be struggling and on the on that part of that struggling maybe financially in the industry but not necess- but at the same time if you can actually play the stuff i feel like that's the part that's inspiring to me and where the song is like i'll do it last mm. when all your shit crumbles <laughs> i will have yeah. my guitar and oh, I can okay. play a song for you. And mm-hmm. you won't, you know, if you are, you might have the cool new things, but you better be able to figure out how to make that music sitting on we a corner with somebody. power. Right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Like when the power goes out and the, you know, where the shit goes down, who's going to be playing songs around the campfire? Your song, was, your song was really beautiful. I really, <laughs> oh, I actually felt very optimistic oh, about good. the future of live music. Yeah. Hearing your song because it just, it feels like, well, it's not going to happen today necessarily because today we're in the present but tomorrow you know they'll look back on this period like you said and and we'll come back to that so i feel very hopeful for the future based on your song oh thank you yeah cool well uh i know we're all i i feel like we're all on the side of real instruments here we yeah okay well if you're out there and you're feeling like you're an electronic musician and you feel like you're being uh, misinterpreted i you know there's there's no wrong way to make music no and and we just happen to think that the better way is with the things that we do <laughs> but that's just of course what we it's think not, i mean hey man it's the outcome i mean it's just i mean that's the thing is if there was better stuff on the radio if it if yeah. they were figuring out how to do it right, <laughs> be complaining as much, maybe. I don't know. A song, a song like this, I feel like... But I feel like a song like this is in a groovy place where smart. it could be on the radio. What? Like I don't feel like this. Like the song we just heard is so far oh, no. from the yeah. aesthetic of what you'd hear on like KCRW at like 11 o'clock on a Friday or Saturday night when they're playing oh, well, groovy music. Oh, well, that's all electronic, yeah. You know? All, yeah. I agree. Thank you, Marshall. Uh, Well, I get stick around for part two of our session with Caitlin and Gordon, and uh, and and if you uh, if you if you feel like you're left out of this conversation, you know, pick up an instrument. You know, it's it's easy. You you play. You've been playing violin for like like just a couple years, and you now you're you're making money at it, right? (laughs) A couple decades. Yeah, Uh, it takes a little while to learn how to play violin well. Thanks for listening to Radio 8 Ball. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe to us on iTunes or Stitcher and check out our website and the links provided for info about past and future shows on the Radio 8 blog, our ongoing Patreon campaign, and where you can download our Radio 8 Ball app that allows you to engage the Pop Oracle directly in the form of every song ever performed in the history of Radio 8 Ball. I hope today's musical divination brings and brought the sync to you wherever you are. And until next time... I'm your host, Andras Jones, wishing you lots of spine-tingling synchronicities, connections with the natural world, and all the inspiration you can handle. It's the Radio Wave Ball Show.